Okay. Podcast. Yeah. Recorded has starting. Uh, or something like that. This bodes well for the person who's doing most of the talking. Oh boy. Anyway, hello and welcome. We have many players and I am slightly uh, concerned about this because I haven't run a four player game for a long time, but you're all crazy nice and it'll be good. So. <clears throat> we have your back, Mod. Don't you worry about a single thing. You have my back, my we... side, my other side, my front, and the top of my head. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah, because uh, Kai holds brain cells and so does Yuri and also snail yes and I'm here (laughs) it's too early in the morning for my brain cells to have woken up yet so I don't think I have any to spare sadly it's why I've been pretty quiet oh bless well I'll I'll start it okay we love you I'll start it rolling and hopefully someone's brain cell will activate in the duration because uh this this is gonna be this is gonna be a time okay why do you want love right now this is Owl's cat who is bothering her. Sorry. <laughs> we have a we have another player in the, it's like a six person Discord audio radio show. This is this is gonna yeah, go well. She's gonna end up meowing. I can't do anything about that. That's fine. Should That's I wake fine. up my dog? I'd feel kind of bad waking up my dog, but like it seems like a party. No, no, don't wake <laughs> the sleeping papa. That would be sad. No, 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 no. Okay, I better start before anything else happens. So, um. It's it's a beautiful day in Toontown because Toontown is a place where things begin. It's it's a big exciting city where, you know, big ideas are, you know, made real and and that's the whole thing about Inkwell. And today there is something very very exciting happening and there are a lot of very very excited people. There's a huge crowd gathered around the station, the train station, which has existed for a while, but there is a new line opening and a new luxury express train. This is the Taffy train cross-continental, and I have to now find where the hell I have put the picture of the train, because I actually bothered to draw it. And uh, yeah, so there's this gorgeous, huge train that has pulled up into the station. There's a red carpet leading up to it. There's those cool little gold banisters with chains and paparazzi everywhere. And uh, yeah, it's it's a gorgeous thing. Um, the If you've watched, like that's the train. Um, if you've watched Green Eggs and Ham, which you all should because it's really good. All of the carriages mm-hmm. are like I that. I have seen the entirety. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So all the carriages are all the these beautiful. The animation is so pretty. It is. So the carriages are that kind of it. organic, loopy, goopy shapes, and they also have this really odd structure on top. It looks a bit like a a bendy straw. There's like a couple of those sticking in and out of different carriages from the top. It's it's like a water park slide, but also that thing from Futurama. You're not quite sure what's going on with that, but it looks cool. And uh, yeah, the the fuel caddy is this bubblegum machine type deal. And out of the engine's slightly sticky funnel, there come thumping these great big clouds of pink cotton candy in time with the engine. And it's it smells great. Like, honestly, you're super hungry just standing here. And you four are standing here, not in the crowd, not in the paparazzi. You are on the red carpet because you four have won golden tickets to board this extraordinary vehicle and have a marvellous time. Uh, so one by one, uh, let's go top to bottom. So that's Kai, then Al, that then Snail, then cool... Uni. Oh, thank you. That's such a cool train. I, Sorry, I want it to I be real. It's just a cool train. <laughs> 
Y'all, you... Mod, you have to put the train in the video because, for real, it actually is the world's it's coolest gorgeous. train. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Don't worry. Uh, there's going to be other stuff for you to look at later. Um, I have no idea what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Oh, okay. From top to bottom, go ahead, introduce it yourself, your character, and describe, like, if you want to, like, how they won this ticket, but mostly, like, how they feel about this situation being the center of so much attention. Alright, uh, hi, I'm, hi, I'm Kai, I'm playing Charlie, who is a worn bard. Realistically, though, he's more of a con artist more than anything else. Um, and I suspect he probably got this ticket from, um, like, as he was just, like, wandering about town, and he pickpocketed someone, and, like, to open the wallet to see if there's anything exciting, and, like, ah, golden ticket. Right, well, I'll take this then. Oh. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's so now. Oh my. He's a he's a good person and he's excited about this, but also he's not gonna say no. <laughs> Very important question. Yes. Is he impersonating the person he stole the ticket from or are the tickets nameless? That is important, actually. That's hugely important. Oh. Yeah. Like are are the tickets nameless? Can he just rock up as whoever he likes? They or, are they are um, nameless. Is there a name on the ticket? They are nameless. It's nameless? Up to you. Okay. All right, I think I think Charlie's just gonna come as himself then, because like no one's gonna ask him any questions. He can just do what he likes. Okay, you may have dodged a bullet there. Anyway, carry on, Owl. You're next. <laughs> Me? I'm next. Oh wait, uh, how does Charlie? Oh. Wait, one second. How does Charlie feel about like being here? Does he like the attention? Oh, yeah. Does he not? Um, he's not like. He's cool with the attention. He is trying to kind of hide his face a little bit because, again, as a con artist, one of the things you need to do is, like, you know, not get recognized as someone else. Um, but, like, he, this train looks utterly awesome. He loves how, how like, sugary and sweet it looks. So he's definitely excited. Nice. How <laughs> cool. Okay, now I'll let you go. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, so, um, uh, you may or may not know, uh, whom this child is because, uh, they tend to keep, uh, not a low profile. Like, they're very well known to specifically, like, I don't know, five people in five very specific spots who what? might give out special, uh, quests and stuff occasionally you know almost like in a video game mm -hmm. but um uh this is just literally a, an eight-year-old child uh they're wearing a really nice pair of shorts and that's what people tend to notice first and that's why this kid is often called shorts kid and uh shorts kid has a ticket uh, because they ran around outside and picked up money until eventually they managed to uh, pay off the person who originally had the ticket and uh, the quest fulfilled. And then uh, they spent like 20 minutes in an amusing stealth gameplay pattern uh, sneaking onto the train with their ticket uh, past all the paparazzi. Uh, smacking things with their key, jumping around, doing some flips, you know how it goes. And for the most part, they're having a good time because they they have a sneaking suspicion that something very valuable is on the train and they want it back. That's great, but I will have to ring you back because you haven't got on the train yet. 
Oh, shit, sorry. That's important. You haven't got on the train yet. Okay, just redact all of that. <laughs> Short Skin has just been daydreaming about how they're going to get on the train. Yes! And like, it sucks back into their head and they blink and it's just like, oh, right, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I love that. Like, that is better. That's so funny. I can, I can see that happening. Absolutely. <laughs> That that explains how excited they are, just perfectly. Okay. Snail, it is your character's turn. Snail. <laughs> I am Snail Comics, and I am playing Snailian, who is definitely not just a rechase with black and white ink over my Snona. Snailian is an original OC donut steel who fell from the stars and is pretty sure they plan on getting back. But after they fell into a police station and they confiscated almost everything valuable that they had, so they're now broke as a... as a, uh... Noke. Yes, thank you. Broke as a <laughs> noke. Um, they were they were leaving the police station because the police couldn't like hold them. They were just taking all this stuff for the property damages. And they found something stuck on their little nubbin, and they looked it up, and, oh, golden ticket. Might as well do this while you're trying to figure out how you're getting back to the stars. And the thing is, they kind of love it here. Yay. So so they're, like, they're like touching everything with their only a little bit goopy hat, <laughs> little, little nubbins, and... <laughs> And they're just looking around, and they are definitely, <laughs> absolutely, in the middle of all this hubbub, just touching the carpet because it's red. Mm -hmm. They are a black and white little uh, little creature, um, and they're about the size of Shorts Kid Head, actually. Like, they, they, they would fit right on top, which will surely never come back during this session no definitely not surely i'll be very sticky <clears throat> okay that was <laughs> great okay hello i am uni and i'm playing larry sorry larry's oh, very tall noodle man you can't really tell how he's feeling because he's wearing a mask but the mask gives the impression that he is not impressed by anything he ate a candy bar and there was a ticket inside and that's pretty much the end of the story um he's kind of <laughs> Looking at this whole big crowd and wondering how he can turn this into a song about the spectacle of life these days and how uh, surface level and superficial everyone's interests have become in the hellscape that is our current kingdom. <laughs> so that that's where he's at right oh now. God, I love <laughs> you so much. I have to, like, just, I have to commend Uni for perhaps being, I think, the first player on this Toonkind server who has created a straight man. I am just so <laughs> delighted. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't 
fucking hold it in just because I heard you take a deep breath and then your voice devoid of all emotion except for disdain. And I was like, oh my god, you fucking dipped into character. I can't breathe. You are uh, oh, my hero. It's going to be very hard to keep it up the whole time. That was astounding. You that really astounding. did a fantastic job. I promise I won't cackle like a fucking, like, crow the whole time. <gasps> yes, you we'll are a bit see. like the, we'll the call agents. That's, uh, that's a good comparison. <laughs> oh, no, but this is lovely. Uh, I kind of want to just like, let you talk forever, but nothing would happen, so I will have to like actually start the game. Um, however, your like your last commentary on the superficiality of this whole thing is perhaps kind of uh, being demonstrated because uh, you are garnering attention, and there are certainly people taking your pictures. There are more people at the other end of the red carpet barriers taking pictures of the people who have just about disappeared onto the train who got here before you, and. Uh, which, like, do any of your characters follow, like, movie news in particular? Like, celebrities in the Toon Kingdom? Uh, Charlie would. Mm -hmm. um, like, he's got to, like, in order to pull off some of the cons that he does, he needs to kind of keep up to date as to who is who and what's going on where, so. Mm -hmm. Snailian arrived, like, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shorts Kid, how about you? Uh, Shorts Kid is already attempting to get inside the train. Like I said, they are attempting to stealth on and get around everyone. Whether or not they're successful is up to how many people are staring directly at them as they attempt to go around the train and up the wheels. And then like, oh, look, there's an open window up there. And then someone just turns their head and they're like, why is that child 10 feet off the ground? <laughs> I don't think that was the question, but I am delighted. <laughs> They're like eight, okay? That should be your answer. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. He's a very smart kid. Just, there's one thing he can focus on at a time. And, uh, yeah, how about you, Mr. Cheerful? Oh, uh, yeah, I keep up on the entertainment business because oh. I am an entertainer, but I am rarely committing any of the names to memory because they're all so lame. <laughs> <laughs> Sell out the whole lot of them. Okay, well, despite your your uh, disposition towards them, uh, Charlie and Larry, you both recognise um, the last person to get on the train because you haven't been paying attention. Um, but you definitely recognise the back of Professor Vudlig Don Vreik, who is one of the most beloved television um, icons of of the nation uh, since since screening has been invented he's been doing sort of open university lectures and he is also very famous as a composer so musically he's very talented and if you've been following the lead up to this event you will also know that he invented this train he invented the fuel that it runs off he invented um the teleportation transportation tubes but we're going to get into that and uh, <laughs> due to short kids' antics, uh, Al, can you make me a dex saving throw? Yes, I can. First Hold on a second. 
Uh, hold on. Uh, I have forgotten what my dex is. Yours is like crazy it's high. It's something. <laughs> yeah, because this is what the kid does, is <sighs> they jump. Yep. They jump real good. They do jump real good. <laughs> they do a good jump. Yep. Shorts kid. Shorts kid. Shorts, Shorts kid. kid. Okay, what did D&D Beyond load, you dang thing. Uh, okay, uh, my dex is plus three, so mm-hmm. for... <clears throat> Ah, I forgot how to do a saving. What do like, I need to roll again? There should be an extra little D20. box that says your your saving throws for them. You could just do a straight dex roll just to save time, it's fine. Yeah, I can't. Oh, no, saving throw modifier still plus three. I'm good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, D20 plus three. <laughs> right down the middle. Yep. Oh, am I, I'm like in the wrong section for this. Ah, there we are. Okay, that's a 10. Um, okay. Uh, in that case, I will also make one because that seems fair. Okay, you are, you are snatched out of midair by the scruff of your neck um, by an oddly warm fuzzy paw. And uh, you find yourself face to face with something that does have a face, but not eyes, so that's a little disconcerting. I have to ask you a question because of your introduction. Does Short's kid know the engineer? Uh, Please. It kind of depends on if you're okay with it, because if you are okay with it, then yes. But if you want to make this the first time that they've ever met, then no. I'm gonna go with it. So you are met with a warm sigh, which is not unaffectionate. And he says, of all the people. Well, it's nice to see you, laddie, I suppose. Of course you'd be one of the extremely lucky winners of this prestigious event. And uh, he takes your ticket off you and drops you on the floor sort of unceremoniously. But it's not so far that it hurts because he's only a tiny bit taller than you. It's really kind of impressive that he managed to hoist you off the floor at all. And um, yeah, he, he turns around to the rest of you who have now approached the train because it is your turn to get on the train. Oh, it's so exciting, but you're not allowed to do it yet. So um, the engineer uh, bows and waves to the paparazzi because you have to do that. You get the idea that he actually doesn't particularly enjoy this part much. And, you know, that's strange because you've seen him at award ceremonies and he lo- just loves that. So it's it's a bit of a hmm about that. Uh, make an insight roll, anybody who wants to. Uh, okay. What, the, uh, what is my insight? God. Uh, it probably isn't very good. <laughs> we have a Oh, actually, I do have advantage on that. Nice. Okay. Oh, wow. Whoa. Oh, my what? goodness. What? Got a bunch of savants here. 23, oh. 23, and an 18. <laughs> That's two nat 20s in a row from both myself and um, uni. What the heck? That's like legit. Okay, okay. just uh, tugs on the back of the conductor's coat thing and says, I stole mine. Actually, I bought it, which is like stealing with money. (laughs) The engineer just like pats you on the head. (laughs) That's his only response to this. It's just kind of endearing and absolutely what he expected. And uh, short perhaps, kid leans into it. Yeah, Be- perhaps because of this, uh, perhaps because of this chink in the armor, you you kind of all get a read on this guy, 
Um, so he's not only a lot more soft and fuzzy on the inside than perhaps you've uh, gleaned from the news of his like uh, his famous temper and uh, fiery attitude towards filmmaking. And uh, lots of tunes love his explosive, very Warner-orientated movies. Um, but this train really doesn't have his vibe. And while he is famous as being the engineer and having expertise in trains, like, oh my goodness, this guy loves trains. Ah! Um, he, he actually, like, you, you get the idea that this isn't his train. And, like, it's kind of unusual for him to be running a train. He's, he's a movie director. So... There is something up with this. And, uh, you know, at a guess, with Nat 20s all round, you think he's doing someone a favour. So, uh, yeah, he, he waves at the train and says, Aye, she's a beauty, this one. Not quite my usual style, but I cannot deny it, sir. Well, she can move something wonderful. Uh, before we board, just, it's just, you know, these technicalities. Uh, if I can just get you to sign these here contracts, I'd be very much obliged. And uh, if you don't, you're not allowed on, so it's up to you, really. And he hands you all uh, purple uh, contracts, which have beautiful gilt scroll writing all over them. And I mean all over them. Like, there's writing in the trim, there's writing on the back. There's writing so small that you would need a microscope under a microscope to be able to read it. And uh, the only thing you can, you can actually kind of figure out is where you're meant to sign. And uh, you all get a nice shiny golden pen. Snailian immediately signs. I love you, Snailian. <laughs> sure, she kid, don't... Uh... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. She don't know anything. She is blindly trusting these people. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Charlie signs in a squiggle that is absolutely not his name and will not be legally binding, if, like, if at all possible. Interesting. Uh, carry on. Uh, oh, I can't see this going wrong at all. <laughs> and... I'm so freaking excited that we have a straight man in the group. We could. <laughs> Uh, uh, Larry sort of like he he doesn't immediately sign he tries to look it over but he quickly realizes there is no point with with this tiny print so he just heaves a long sigh and signs it because the life of a musician is to sign contracts that will fuck you over (laughs) it's funny because it's true (laughs) Yep, that is his style. Oh my god. Uh, how about you, Shorts Kid? What are you up to? Uh, Shorts Kid is uh, again tugging on on the engineer's coat, and uh, they just uh, say, "I'm a miner." Oh, that's right. Really <laughs> they can't sign a contract and have it be legally binding without a parent or guardian, so they just like hold it up to him and say. Can you sign under it so that, like, I can go on the field trip? Are you asking the engineer to be her responsible adult? 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. There is Excellent. there is a hesitation during the time of which you you swear you could hear something break and it seems to come from you know within the engineer's chest like slightly to the left. You're not sure what that was about. Uh, but he he sort of tilts his head to the side and says, "All right, just this once," and uh, gets gets Short's kids to turn around so he can sign it on his back. So uh, yeah. <laughs> On your behalf, kid does so and is very excited. On your behalf, I hope you behave on this trip. And uh, while me and my crew here, well, uh, my staff, sorry, not the crew, I'm used to I'm that legally word. a bird now! Yes, we are all very proud of you. <sighs> He's my dad! <laughs> Alien oh. claps. The, en- the engineer starts waving his hands like in denial at all the paparazzi who have suddenly started taking pictures and making notes about this. And he's like, no, 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 this is just, this is a one-off. And I'm sure I speak for everybody that your fellow passengers, and he gives everybody else here a pointed look, will also do their best to look after you on the journey. There's definitely a st- sort of threatening air to this statement. <laughs> but- okay, Pops. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You got it. Aww. I arrived here like yesterday. You should probably find a better adult. You're an adult? Oh, I mean... Uh... <laughs> and uh, how about um, you, can I, Mr. Can Lankit? I roll still? Hmm? <laughs> I would like to Why roll a still. I part of this conversation? <laughs> Okay, Shorts Kid is rolling stealth. I don't know why, but we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> you yeah, fail. Oh no. Uh, Shorts Kid rolled stealth because they uh, very quietly were trying to hold the, the engineer's hand. Oh no! <laughs> so they whiff completely. Yeah. And they kind of fall on their face. Oh, the engineer like whisks his hand out of the way before you can hold on to it, but it immediately comes back down to pick you up again from the scruff of your neck, and he's just like just pretends like this didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, finally, with some ceremony, like literally, there's a tiny and confetti opens. Um, your carriage. Uh, this is the second car of the train, uh, is pushed up in front of the red carpet and the door opens and the engineer says, well, I hope you have a lovely time and uh, considering considering our previous engagements, and he looks at Shortskid, and you've all been extremely obliging in signing my contract here, uh, I would like to invite you to meet me up later in the day in the uh, laboratory. Uh, the professor is uh, generally keeps that carriage locked for health and safety reasons, but he's got things he wants to show you. And while it's usually off-limits for passengers, you've got to see this engine. And here he's, like, talking directly at Short's kid, like, it's a beauty, I cannot wait to show you what is in there. Uh, and he's, like, just, he's literally kind of glowing with excitement about this. Uh, but he, he recovers, he recovers. He smooths his fur down a bit because it got a bit prickly like a Ghibli character. And uh, he's like, well, on you go, all aboard. And you hear the beautiful melancholy whistle of this train like resound over Toontown. And there's an enormous cheer from the crowd. And uh, do you get on the train? I need everybody to know Snailian has been very delicately trying to grab grab confetti. 
and she definitely just popped her helmet just a little bit over her mouth and stuffed some confetti in her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Chameleon. Oh Oh my god. And then she, like, tried to discreetly put the helmet back down, but it, of course, gets stuck in the notch in her face so she is now like trying to force it down and it's pretty clear that there's confetti bits outside of her goopy little mouth <laughs> oh. Okay. oh god right are you all getting Very on board strongly considering yeah. if he can leave oh <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's gonna hop on the train and immediately like scramble about trying to find like t- onto whatever chairs there are and lounge about in like the in, in whatever position will take up the most space on the chairs. You're gonna have a time doing that because my goodness, this is a cushy place and I haven't been bothered to draw the interior of these things, so I am just going to describe them to you. Uh, may I just ask, like, is everybody now on the train? Uh, also, Larry, when you turn around to try and see if there's a way to escape, there is a wall of paparazzi. Like, as soon as you sign that contract, they just removed some of the banisters, so you are trapped. You have to, like... <laughs> Which end um... of the train did we get in on? Uh, I'll explain that in a second. Actually, I should pin this because this <laughs> might be so useful. I'm so confused. Uh, how, how do you pin yeah. things? I am so bad at... You click the more button. Ah, okay. You... Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm using a touchpad, which I am not used to doing. There we go. I have now pinned that. Right, because this is going to come in quite a lot, this little diagram here, and I would almost recommend that you have this open, like, in another tab or something, so we can keep referring back to it. Because this is the layout of the Taffy Train, and uh, that's what you're on now. Hooray! Uh, So so when you step through the portal onto this train, you you feel this kind of bubble mixture as you get on. And uh, those of you who are magic users, can you make a perception check? I feel like that should be passive perception, actually. Yeah, that should be passive perception. Huh. <laughs> right, I, I will make a roll for you. Uh, that would be a 10 over here. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say that was like a versus roll, so you all notice what happens to you when you get on this train. Uh, If any of you have ever been in a house with a safety lock on it, reference to a previous game I ran, um, there is a safety mechanism that you can cast on buildings or forms of transport if you wish. Uh, And basically it's completely harmless, but it does seal magic and it seals weaponry. So if you try to draw your weapon on this train, you can have it with you. It's not going to come out of its sheath or out of your pocket or wherever you're keeping it. Likewise, magic, it's like, it's kind of nixed on here. And uh, yeah, that was part of the contract you just signed. Man, it always itches. Why does it itch? Because you're losing a piece of yourself. (sighs) I'm pretty sure it's all still attached to me. Rarely notice the things most important to us. <laughs> Until that. No, that makes out. sense. 
I am curious because, like, as a bard, okay, yes, I can technically cast spells. What do, what does stuff like bardic inspiration count as? What that, mm, what does that's that's true. What anyway, what do all like my other weird little traits and lucky things count as? Can I use those or are they just gone? Honestly, we will come back to this, so don't freak out. Uh, as, okay. as your magical all-seeing DM for this particular occasion, I am not the great and all-seeing DM. The silver screen people will understand what I'm Wink. saying. There. Uh, but yes, this this will come back in, and you may escape the clutches of this terrible, terrible fate. However, you are distracted by this terrible mm-hmm. fate by how gushy this place is. It's so nice in here. Um, so it's all really warm tones. It's all delicious, sort of caramel golds and rose pinks and little highlights of brass, and there's a sort of satin sheen to everything. The carpets are deep pile. You, you know, like, Snailian, if you went apeshit for the red carpet outside, you are having the time of your life on this thing. <laughs> so... Short so Kid nice. attempts to eat part of the seat closest to them. <laughs> um, yeah, so the carriage you've got into... If you see, like, on the left side, I've basically abbreviated the left side of this train. So there are three sleeping cars, and you have got on number two, which has a, a nice sort of orange tone to it. This is the second-class sleeping quarters. You all have your own independent little sleeping cabby thing, and they have a washroom and a really nice bed and places that... Uh, it looks like your luggage has already been put on the train, and in fact, you remember... While you were on the red carpet, you could see a bunch of penguins, like, hefting really heavy-looking luggage onto the train ahead of you from the celebrities. Like, excessive amounts of, of baggage, you know, that kind of thing. Ah, ha, ha, Uh But yes, so your, your suitcases, if you had any, have uh, been taken and put into your rooms. And if you go to the left, there is the first-class carriage. Um, but the rest of the train is all to the right, and it's getting towards six o'clock, so you might be feeling a little bit hungry. What do you do? This train does not taste like taffy. I, like. I feel like it's false advertising. Did you try licking the outside? I didn't have a chance because I got picked up by my collar. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. And Short's kid uh, runs off to their bunk and starts digging around in like uh, what looks like a really poorly packed child's suitcase. Uh, and they shuffle the, the the curtain on the bunk closed. And uh, two seconds later, they pop out and they're wearing a tidy uh, engineer uniform or an approximation uh, based on the item of clothing they specialize in, which is shorts. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> they then pose. Very good. Snaily and once the applause. Again, claps. Yeah, Charlie joins in there. Also, Thank please, you. please imagine Snailian like popping from place to place. And and they're like silently reacting, and then Larry, you notice that actually you can feel them slowly inching up on you, and eventually they they, they just sort of rest on your head as their silent images keep on just popping all over, like clearly excited but not actually saying anything. Oh my god, I love that so much! That's so good. Oh. Hey. 
does nothing to stop it from climbing up, but he is also not paying attention to Short's kid because he fails to see how any of this is relevant to him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so you're just staying in, in your sleeping car and not uh, enjoying adventuring the whole of this train. Uh, oh no, I didn't I didn't say that. <laughs> he is going to walk around on this train, but he has yet to see any reason to actually interact with the other passengers. Boo. I mean, so Snailian is just... <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. Snailian is just along for the ride wherever he's going as long as she, as long as she doesn't disapprove of it. She's just she's just on his head as as like active and excited little after images of her keep on popping up everywhere like this is cool this is cool without ever actually saying anything <laughs> he is he is uh sort of plucking plucking at his banjo and uh it's it's hard to describe how someone so lackluster can hum but he is humming as he is uh, looking around distinctly unimpressed. <laughs> Astounding. Uh, Charlie will have gone, like, as soon as he got on the train, would have just kind of um, run over and gone, like, I claim this bed, plonked down on that backwards, lay there for about, like, 0.3 seconds, spring back up, and then go, like, got any snacks on this thing? And then wandered off down the train. <laughs> Good move. Uh, are you all following, God, Charlie? Love... Uh... Yes, because you have to go to the right to get anywhere in this train. Uh, Video game rules! Especially... Yeah! <laughs> Since, like, the next car is the staff car, uh, Shorts Kid wants to go show off their outfit. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's really sweet. Okay, so the first carriage you enter is actually the third sleeping carriage. This is the staff's sleeping quarters, and it's also the storage. As soon as you enter this carriage, you realize that this is definitely an unusual train. And not that unusual by Toontime standards, because, you know, you have the establishing shot outside the building, and then you go inside, and it's clearly a lot bigger on the inside. Um, this this carriage is way bigger on the inside. It's triple-decker, for a start, and uh, there is room for storage for extra um cargo and there are penguins and there are ducks and there are owls and they're all kind of sorting things out and as soon as they see you enter they uh, respectfully sort of all stand to attention and they're all wearing the same uh, kind of livery that the engineer was which is this dusty dark chocolate with very very pale rose pink highlights in satin and it's really cute like honestly you want to hug everything in this cabin um, but one of the owls actually immediately runs up to you and uh, says, Oh, uh, hi, um, I'm really sorry about this, uh, but you did sign the paperwork, so uh, 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 if I could just, before you go into the next carriage, can I, can I take, well, it's a bit hard to describe, but um, it's, we're calling it a DNA sample. That's, uh, it's, the, it's the professor, he's doing some research and he's, he's sweating literally bullets and he looks so anxious, but he's got this little, this little sample bag with uh, four little test tubes with cotton swabs inside. And he says, uh, it's, it's nothing very serious. It's, it's for research. 
it's uh, the definitive nomenclature of animation test, and it's it's very important. So if you could possibly let us take samples, that would be good. And he looks like he's about to cry. Uh, Shorts kid says, uh, "We have to ask my train dad first. I think I. I think the engineer is definitely going to be saying yes to this, considering he made you sign the contract. <laughs> yeah, but he has to say it. Otherwise, it's, like, illegal, I think. I'm eight. Okay. Uh, the, the owl actually nods uh, so quickly that his face is a blur at this point. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if, if you just go over to that panel on the wall over there and you can see, and in fact, this was in the previous carriages, in all carriages, there is a little, it's a strange looking thing. It's like a screen, but it's kind of like made of brass. And uh, there's a little speaker thing next to it. And there is a red button beneath it. And you know what kids love doing? They love pressing buttons. So what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, Shorts Kid uh, isn't quite tall enough to reach the button. Yeah. <laughs> it's Larry just a will walk bit. over and press the button. Aww. Uh, sh- Shorts Kid uh, uh, quickly hugs him around the tongue and then uh, says, Trade Dad! <laughs> the, the screen the screen flickers on just in time for the engineer to hear you say that and you sort of see him fall out of screenshot like he you can like the anime fall and uh there's this thud and a comical sort of you hear a, a car's hubcap go rattling off into the distance somehow uh and he comes back say all right let's 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 keep it professional child okay um what what is it can i what can i do to help you are you all right and the screen is is working but it's all a bit zigzaggy it's a, it's a bit like there's a loose connection somewhere as my trained dad i have to ask you before i let them stab me with needles <laughs> oh, you mean the DNA test? Oh, there's no needles involved there, lassie. No, don't worry about that. Oh, the... so knives? Is yeah. it knives again? Uh, no. Because that this... hurt that one time. Not this time, do you mind not bringing that up? And you can see him sort of pull at his collar like that. That never happened. That... It was fun. And this time, why you that never happened. Um, yeah, so he, he says, like, um, well, what they do is they take one of those wee little cotton swabs there. They just touch it on the inside of your cheek. I'll take, I don't actually know what. The professor was a little vague on details, but um, it's all for a very good cause. And uh, I will say, if you do not oblige, then you will probably not be allowed onto the rest of the train. I'm just going to let you get on with that. And he turns off the television. Ah, uh, that's just my train, Dad. You know how it is. And they beam up at Larry, and it's like rays of pure, shiny child admiration. And it's aimed straight at this dead inside man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he, he stares back down, his mask completely impassive, and goes... I think your train dad is trying to get us into a scientific experiment. Well, he did Possibly. say that. Possibly. <laughs> At least there's no knives. If we mutate, I will take it out on your bloodline. <laughs> I'm eight. <laughs> okay. It's all 
right. I know sometimes people get mad at me and then they do things like throw knives at me or get like really upset. But then afterwards we're like best friends forever. And I have like a contract with a guy who tried to kill me like three times, but now he's my bestest friend. And uh, the engineer is now my train dad. So like, it's all cool. You can be like my fun train uncle. They have there already taken continues. the cotton swab and are, like, brushing their teeth with it. Mary <laughs> continues to stare completely impassive. This explains very much, and I do not even know you. Want to hold hands? I have no opinion on the matter. <laughs> Short skin takes his hand. <laughs> How about uh, Charlie, Larry, and uh, Snailian? Are you going to subject yourself to this experiment, which apparently you don't have a choice on because the guy is such a con artist? Uh, Charlie, you may be slightly impressed. I don't know. <laughs> He's slightly impressed and slightly worried because, again, he doesn't want to actually be positively identified. He can change his name. He can't change his DNA. Um, but if they're doing mouth swabs and everything, he kind of just, like as we are doing tunes and I can do what I like here. Um, he kind of like puts a, I, I realize I never actually stated earlier, he is a cat in the same sort of style of Cats Don't Dance, mm -hmm. but he um, slaps a paw over his mouth and kind of just like, when he pulls it away, his mouth is gone. It's actually like held in his hand. It's just like, what do I do if we don't? So what do we do if we don't have a mouth? Uh, that's that's brilliant. Um, the, the owl- I'll lick your squad for you. <laughs> No, 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 that, that's not how it works. And the owl looks at the mouth in your hand because it's like, you can still see it, dude. Um, and he, he basically is like, I know it's, it's, it's a little anxious making, isn't it? But this is a very new thing. It, it, it won't be used in any way against you. It's, it's really very important, actually. Am I allowed to tell them about that? And he's looking at the other owls uh, specifically in this compartment. A lot of these owls look very science-y. In fact, you start to suspect this is a bit of a train of science. And uh, they sort of go into a huddle and they talk to each other and they all sort of come out sort of nodding. All right, well, it's a bit difficult to bring up, but you know how things have been going a bit strange in Inkwell lately? And he says it so quietly you can barely hear it. What? Yes. Strange and Inkwell? Oh, you know, know about yes. that? Oh, well, Our you know. Our country is falling apart. Oh, well. Oh, that's I very a couple sad. things like this before. Yeah. Snillian very gently pats Larry on the head. Well, let me show you something. And he walks you over to the window and uh, he actually opens the window and you can lean out of the window because this bubble shielding also basically acts as a safety net so you can't fall off this train as long as you're inside this bubble uh and you you have like this faintest sensation of wind pushing against your face but even then it's like it's quiet it's muffled and it's not like a threatening thing because this train is going fast holy crap you noticed for the first time how fast this thing is it's like wow you know a sugar high like that is the speed of this train is child on a sugar high whoa um but yeah you also notice on the side of the trains there are filters uh, which seem to be gathering dust and air samples as the train is going along and there's even a gloved hand on an animated sort of robot 
uh, armature that goes out and scoops up a little bit of soil as it's going along. Well, you see, we're, we're collecting samples not just from vo volunteers, and he says that word with a little bit of an unconvinced uh, accent, uh, but also from the various uh, regions of, of, of Inkwell, just to see if we can figure out what's going on. Uh, the, the, the professor will explain more about it. It's, it's, it's very important, so if you could oblige, that would be great. Otherwise, you'll have to stay in your carriage. I have a question. Yes? Does it matter if we're from space? Because I am definitely from space. Oh no, that, that I think he would be very excited to learn that you're from space. You're from space? And all of the owls are very interested now. And in fact, a lot of the penguins seem to be interested. And they sort of come around and are like, oh, 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 oh. they're very small, so it's very cute. Yes, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Approximately how many owl, owls it, slash penguins are there? There are five mm -hmm. owls. There are about 25 penguins. You're going to be there a while. <laughs> so, so, so yes, all of y'all feel free to continue because she is going to say hello to every single person who is now murmuring over her. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Uh, Larry uh, instantly goes, I'll tell you what's wrong with Einquell. And then he strikes a dramatic chord on his banjo. Ah! We have forgotten what we have come from. This country is built on a lie. We have forgotten our original basis. And there is and this... The, you, are, you can tell he is about to, like, he is going to go into a big moody song about this if he is not stopped. There is, there is a <laughs> sudden... Get, like, go of his hand and then just wanders off down the train. <laughs> okay, question. You, you've got a good question. There is a safety bubble. Does the safety bubble actually extend for a little bit out of the train? Like you can properly stick your head and everything out? Oh yeah, you can, you can stick your head right out. In fact, as you look down, you notice that there is an external gangway like you you couldn't walk around the outside of the carriages if you really really want to because hell the views are great man okay cool can charlie please push larry out of the train like, oh the that's so good uh what would that be a strength roll make me a strength roll yeah, quite probably <laughs> This is like, oh no, I don't want to get into this dramatic song can we please not oh charlie is not good with strength but he's gonna try Although I will say that this will... Ah, uh, 15. Um, yeah, you make one. You need it. Let's see how you do. This will be interesting. Oh, 16! Oh. Oh. I'll say, what happens with this is the gag almost works. Larry, you are caught unawares and are pushed sufficiently that you basically almost entirely go out of the window, but your foot... Your, your feet catch either side of the window and in a very rubber hose toony way you sort of pull backwards in like almost like you've reversed the push and you end up back where you were <laughs> and uh yeah and you... uh larry larry in coming back in uh whacks charlie over the head with his banjo not enough to hurt him but does whack him and then plays one more dramatic chord. <laughs> a right. lot of the People penguins seem to be interested. Like, People right, guess I deserve that. Try to silence the truth. This is the state we are in. 
I am gonna One take that fucking ukulele off you and toss it out of the train if you keep up with us. <laughs> We're here for I a good time, you... mate. Yeah. Stalian raises their hand. Hey, I have a question. Yes? Why didn't my shield of faith work when they were trying to push us out of the building? Train building? It push you out of the train building? Oh, oh, you you mean you were trying to help me? Ah, yes, uh, the, the, the bubble barrier, uh, if you're from space, you wouldn't know. Oh, she's from space, she doesn't know, and they're all so excited about this. Larry, everyone is ignoring <laughs> you now, which is really upsetting. Uh, <laughs> Please note that they are looking literally at his head, but not at him, because Snailian is still yeah, on, the head, on yeah. his head. People are not interested in the hard truths of life. From the far back, there is one penguin who yells, Anarchy! And everyone stares at him for a second, and then he sort of kicks the floor and walks off somewhere. Um, and the owls explain to Snailian about the magical shielding, and it is basically a standard safety thing. And it's not actually that surprising on public transport, especially. It's just a sort of social convention that has become normal. Uh, but yeah, they are still definitely not going to let you out of this train carriage before you've given your swab samples. So in the interest of getting through this train, because my god, we've spent an hour and we are still in the third carriage, uh, shall I just take those swabs from your characters? Is that okay? Yes. Snail yeah, Larry, uh, Larry sort of takes the swab, does something underneath his mask, you can't tell what, mm. and hands it back. Mysterious. Snailian definitely finishes greeting everybody with a hello and then does take the swab. They just had to make sure that they were polite and said hello to everybody who was interested because they are an alien. <laughs> That's very fair. That's fine. Charlie, what about you? I mean, Charlie's got the, the most interesting reason not to. I think... I obviously charlie wants charlie wants to see the rest of this train more than he wants to you know not be identified so i think he's going to be like you're not going to use this for anything else it's like you're not going to give this out to anyone else right oh no oh no oh no and they all shake their heads as violently as it had nodded it before so they sort of turn into a blur <laughs> pinky promise oh yes 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 and you have five fluffy owl pinkies uh shaking with yours all right, swab it is. Um, Charlie slaps his uh, mouth, his mouth back onto his face, and yeah, does the swab. <laughs> and uh, for those who don't know, a pinky promise in Toonland is like that's that's like a blood oath. That's like super serious. So they mean this. <laughs> that's exactly why I did it. You know how some tunes only have three fingers? Mm -hmm. They broke a pinky po promise and lost their pinkies. <gasps> <gasps> that's a great yeah. urban myth. I like that. Okay, uh, so yes, and Short's kid has already brushed her teeth with a cotton swab, which is interesting. Uh, and yeah, so they all are like very relieved about this and very grateful. And uh, there's a sort of cheer from the scientist owls. The penguins seem less interested, but they're kind of like, ah, oh, the, the cool Snailian is going to go. And I thought the person was going to sing a song, but he won't be as good as that guy. Oh, no, no one's as good as that guy. Um, and yeah, you're now allowed to move on through the carriage. We let's go. go, let's go, let's go. You're gonna go, you're gonna go. I always okay. still want snacks. 
Oh, Are yeah. we supposed to wash the car in here, or do we wash ourselves in the car, or does the car wash us? Good question. Uh, if you're all just walking straight into the next carriage, everybody make me a dex saving throw. Is there oh, a yeah. swimming pool in here? Uh, okay, uh, dex would still be 20 plus 3. Ooh, I actually got something good. 18 from Snailian. 24! <laughs> I can loan from Charlie. Yeah. I can loan my decks to uh Larry if he rolls bad and have me like fall off or something. Oh. <laughs> okay, amazingly oh, you all make this because uh, after crossing like there's there's actually a little bit of a gap between the carriages in case you want to take the walkway instead. Uh so you open this door and one after the other, because there are four of you, there's a sort of bump, 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 although there's one of you is on the other's head. So there's a bump, bump, and uh, you you all end up sort of teetering, but you do not fall off a diving board because you are in the bathing car. And indeed, it is just a big ass swimming pool, but it's a bath. It's like what you dreamed that bathroom in Harry Potter was like, but they didn't quite make it as cool as in your brain in the film and uh yeah there's a huge slide that goes all the way down there's a diving board which you are precariously balanced on but not falling off there's there's like inflatable toys everywhere there's a cute little seal holding an egg for some reason by the side of the pool but that's a bonus uh and there's the shower units there's washrooms everywhere there are so many bubbles oh my goodness all the bubbles so yeah mod, mod. It's lovely. what what do i roll to cannonball uh, I would call that acrobatics. Go for it. Can I assist by oh, saying yeah. jump, 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 jump? jump. <laughs> oh, Charlie's just going <laughs> fucking straight away. You can't stop him. Yeah! Oh, yes, 18. You do a perfect triple axel and barely a splash escapes as you enter the water, which is so nice and warm and clean. Oh, you feel marvellous, even though you just jumped in in any clothes that you were wearing. So that's great. I, can I point out? While I love the idea of Charlie doing an absolutely acrobatic dive, no, I say I straight up said cannonball. Oh, you He's did to make the biggest splash possible. Okay, I'll tell you what. You did a triple axel, then you cannonballed, else. and like you half empty the water, it just goes kaboosh. Yes. <laughs> very very good. Amazing. Please tell me I've soaked everyone else. That's a good question. Everybody else, make me a deck saving throw. <laughs> Can I refuse to make a deck saving throw if I want to get splashed? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> we both have a plus three. I think I got the 16. I'm going to say, Larry, yeah, like, for the sake of uh, com comedy in 11, isn't going to cut it, and uh, yeah, you totally get soaked. Uh, Shorts Kid, you get a little bit splashed, but it's kind of like, it's fine. It's like a sort of water gun effect. Snailian! Shorts Kid ducks behind Larry's legs, and that's how they avoid most of the water. Yeah, and Snailian, because, you know, Larry failed and you just wanted to, uh, yeah, you get completely dunked. It's great. <laughs> Larry! Jump! 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 I think I'm she wants just you to gonna jump. keep saying it! Jump! And jump! As, jump! As jump! Alien jump! Keeps chanting, jump! Jump! Larry is looking for the passage rounds that doesn't involve getting in the water. That's very easy to do. <laughs> the water's great. Come on in. That's very easy to do. There's a, a sort of ramp down one side which you could slide down or walk down, and there are stairs with a nice safety rail on the other. Snailing uh, immediately, Larry, are you? chicken or something 
No, I'm just not interested. <laughs> okay, I can respect uh, that. And he starts walking kid. down the, uh, the ramp. <laughs> we respect uh, you for not folding to peer pressure, Larry. But a good boy. <laughs> a good boy. Uh, Shorts Kid summons their uh, enter key, which is a big key with a hook on the end, and like um, uh, the the key teeth tooth, I guess, is just like straight up a bar of what looks like nebula attached to the end of the stick, and uh, they um, they sprint down the ramp, but like right before uh, like they pass up. Uh, they pass up Larry, and then there's like this wicked gleam. And can I roll animal handling to like fucking chuck him into the water? That's great. Uh, I'm pretty just sure that would be like a strength contest. I think that's a strength no, contest. No, I have though. animal handling. No, 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 Al, you gotta do it the right way. You gotta do it the right way. Also, I will say, like, I'm allowing this for the sake of comedy, but remember, your weapons and magic have been disabled. So, but I will allow this because this is like neither. It's kind of a, a item, so. <clears throat> it's not a weapon, it's just a stylish accessory. Okay, make a strength check to see if you can dunk Larry. This is gonna suck because Shorts Kid has, like, no strength. It doesn't mean anything if the dice like you. Oh, okay, no, that's not gonna do it. You attempt to, and, like, you basically end up hanging off him. <laughs> Larry... Tuck short kid under his big long arm and continues walking down. <laughs> oh no. Charlie, are you just like swimming in the pool now? Yeah, he's like do doing the backstroke, spitting water out of his mouth and everything. He's having a grand old time. Um he's gonna like eventually make his way over to the other side and get out and then like he's a cat so he can't do the whole shake off thing that dogs do, but he does kind of just go on all fours and just like poof his fur. And he's going to be very fluffy for a while now. In fact, uh, when you do that, a bunch of Susan uh, ha hair dryers come down from the ceiling on like bendy tubes and go, <laughs> and you are excellent. You are completely afroed. It's great. Excellent. <laughs> the screen scrolls back to the whole entourage of Larry and now Snailian and Shorts Kid, and you could see that in front of 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 Larry. Uh, Snailian had pulled out like a bedroll and was like holding out like to offer as a towel and then they slowly roll it up and then and then you can finally see Larry's I assume completely deadpan face as they slowly tuck it back in their snowmit. Oh, face is eternally deadpan. Mm -hmm. The he most dead has a mascot. <laughs> the deadest of pans. Okay, are we yeah. moving on to the next carriage? Indeed. Yeah. Okay. I uh, see so no reason not to. Yeah, so there are no decks or constitution saves to make here. I mean, you almost feel like you should make a wisdom one because you come in here and you're like, oh, ooh, wow. And you know the library from Beauty and the Beast? Uh, yeah. It's that. Yes. It's that. It's like a little That's bit good. smaller. 
it's a little bit smaller uh, to like fit within you know the possible like this could conceivably be in a crazy kind of train carriage but it's still lovely and it still has those swingable rolling ladders on all of the things there's also interestingly there's it looks like you can move things in here to get the shelves out of the way and there are so many shelves so many books so many nice comfy sofas to sit on and there is uh, a rolled up projection screen that is uh, hung from the ceiling and you can see a lovely big projector uh, stuck into the wall so you suspect like on particular evenings they will do film showings in here and this is the first place where there is someone else in this carriage uh, she's of you would guess in her late 30s maybe early 40s but she's carrying it very well uh, she's not very tall she's humankind she's not a toon kind and uh, she's wearing a very pretty dress it's uh, you know it's blue and white and if she had her hair down it would be in pigtails but they're kind of wrapped up around her head in a Germanic style which is more suitable for a lady her age she has a wicker basket over one arm and it's got something in it under a blanket you're not sure what that is and she has a pair of very beautiful glittering ruby red shoes Oh, it's good. And you Sorry. all immediately recognize this person because she is so beloved. She only really appeared in one film. Like, you feel like she appeared in other films afterwards, but eh, you either didn't see it or it wasn't as good, so, like, no one really remembers it. But every tune, everyone in Inkwell has seen The Marvelous Magician of Was. <laughs> <laughs> Alien arrived literally yesterday ah, and they no. saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, Snailian doesn't know who this is. Can't see. Snailian doesn't know who this is. That's true. Uh, this is Dora C. Scale. Charlie is going to kind of like lick his hand, smooth his hair back and everything and go over and introduce himself because yes, good, he wants to go he wants to meet these people <laughs> so, like... please note that Snail that Snail first of all, has a silent image that just waves at her because she's very polite and will greet everybody <laughs> but also they're like silent images just popping everywhere, like if you thought the sleeping car was bad this is bonkers she loves books Yay. she loves books so much and she's flipping out okay uh shorts kid and then larry like how are you responding to this room and this person uh shorts kid is still currently under larry's arm and they haven't <laughs> seen this person yet because they are being held and they're just like is I promise I won't trip you again if you put me down. And like, you can definitely tell they're doing the fingers crossed thing. <laughs> but like, they're just like, come on, look at this face. You can't be mad at this face. I'm not mad. I'm just holding you here. And Larry tries to grab Charlie as well because, hey, this is a library. <laughs> Don't bother someone while they're reading. That's rude. This is common sense. You actually, you actually notice that she isn't reading. She's looking at the spines of the book and uh, sort of walking around in a slightly daydreamy way. Uh, but she has a martini in the other hand that isn't holding this basket. So it's it's a fantastic shade of purple, whatever she is drinking. Uh, but yeah, so she's not actually reading the book. Okay. Well. All the more reason for Charlie to go bother her. <laughs> 
I still think that's a terrible idea, but whatever, I'm not your dad. How many arms do you have? <laughs> I thought you I thought you were a dad. We we pretty clearly established, I think, that you're a dad. No. No, he's that was never a thing. He's train uncle. Train dad uh, is up in the front driving the train. Oh, uh, I apologize, train uncle. Once again, Snailian very gently pats Larry on the mask. <laughs> Uh, Seriously, though, I'm getting dizzy. Can I please, like, ground, please? At this point, um, Dora has noticed that there is someone else in the carriage. And uh, this is partly because (laughs) as she turns around, whatever was in that basket starts barking. And it is barking at you, Charlie, because you're a cat. Yeah. Charlie, so Charlie kind of comes over like, um, like, like, hands me back, trying to like act as suave as he can, hand out, right, like, right here's like, like, hello, my lady, it's like a pleasure to meet you. Name's Charlie, Rah! and then he's like on all fours, hair, like, hair poofed up again, and like just kissing at the dog. She's immediately, she, she looks so disappointed and embarrassed at the dog, and she's like, oh, oh, to- oh, no, 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 oh, please don't do that. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. He, he just doesn't like a. Uh, well, felines. I'm sorry, that's very species. Otto, stop! And uh, she puts the martini down and starts petting the dog. He goes, <laughs> but keeps looking at you like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you. But he's like being really cute now. It's like, <laughs> but um, Dora seems like kind of uh, like entranced by meeting you all and is sort of delighted to be here and is just sort of sort of uh, you know she's doing that polite celebrity thing where they're aware that everyone in this room knows who the, like she supposes like because she doesn't know snaily and doesn't know who she is but she supposes like you all know who she is larry larry does put down shorts kid because <laughs> it seems like uh there's no point anymore thank you larry and then they're just like you're a very good train uncle and then they run straight up to uh dora's drink and like immediately stare at it because they're like forbidden, forbidden <laughs> juice, forbidden, forbidden sauce. And Dora notices this and is like, "Oh, I'm sorry, but I don't think that's for you. Uh, you'd probably fail your constitution saving throw if you tried to eat that." <laughs> and uh, how are you? Are you the guests who who won the golden tickets? Gosh, that must be so exciting. It's okay. My train dad said I can do things on the train, and they make grabby hands at the train. What, are you, like, trying to drink the martini? Yeah. Okay, make a constitution (laughs) saving throw. Go for it. Hooray! Also, yeah, this this drink is, like... I have a plus one to this. Okay. Shortskin has a better constitution than they have muscles. This drink is a crazy color. It's, like, purple and magenta. It's cool. Oh, you fail it spectacularly. You you down it, and you know that thing that cartoons do when they drink alcohol. So you turn green, and then a bit red, and then green again, and steam comes out of your ears, and there's a whistling sound. And after, like, sort of vibrating up and down like a jackhammer, and you do actually make a couple of dents in the floor, you're gonna pay for that later. Um, yeah, you, you settle down and sort of goo onto the floor, like, and she sort of says, oh dear, um... Are you going to be okay? I didn't mean that you should try to drink it. Oh dear. Oh dear, she's a minor. Bleep, oh. yeah! <laughs> Jeez, That's like the second strongest alcohol I've ever had! 
you probably haven't had any alcohol before now, short skin. But uh, yeah, she she looks really, really sort of like, oh, oh, that wasn't meant to happen. Oh no, also my drink's gone. But no, no. <laughs> Larry, can you pull me down near shorts, kid? I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to go back. Larry, slurps Snailian off of his head. <laughs> And drops them on top of Shorts Kid. Thank you. He's good. <laughs> so Snailian, very obliviously, like takes their little nubbins of hands mm -hmm. and places it on Shorts Kid, and nothing happens because lay hands is magic, Actually, and they still haven't gotten it through their brain that magic doesn't work, even though they have a plus five to wisdom. I think that's They're adorable. Just very confused. I think that's adorable enough, and it's a harmless enough magic. Like it's a healing magic. That's that's like cool. Um, so even though the magic is disabled, uh, it does get through to Shorts Kid. So uh, you you know your your headache lessens, and you are slightly less tipsy, but you are still a child that has imbibed an amount of alcohol. <laughs> Snailian looks at their little nubbins like, I have broken the rules. Oh, I will manipulate uh, this for chaos. Uh, you know what helps if, if I've had a little bit too much to drink is eating something. Maybe we should go to the, the food carriage. I, I hear they really do have an exceptional chef in there. It's okay. We're in Europe and kids can drink. Do they have confetti to eat? Because that was honestly pretty good. They might, honestly, on this train. <laughs> Are we in Europe? We're That's in England. Europe. That's a Europe. I oh mean... yeah, oh yeah, train dad, train dad. And then they like sit up and they look very sleepy. Oh boy. Um, please, Larry please no... picks them up again. <laughs> <laughs> this time Shorts Kid just kind of like lets themselves be picked up and held and like buries their face in Larry's chest. Just like comfy. Oh, at this and point, I would like to say Charlie has Charlie has gotten up from being on all fours and hissing at the dog. He's back up on his feet, smoothed his head back down, and we're like, "It's like, oh yeah, food, food. Let's do that." Turns on his heel and just walks away, entire like glowing red from embarrassment oh. from the whole dog thing. Bless. Alien <laughs> slowly, slowly goops up Charlie so that now she's on Charlie's head and goes. It was a real good attempt. You tried really hard. You couldn't have known there was a doggy there. You tried really hard. <laughs> yep, yep, moving past that now, going on. Food, snacks, that's what we were after. Yep, cool. Snacks! Okay. Yeah, you move on from the library with Dora, uh, who is like, has Dora has joined your party. Da -da 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 -da. And uh, the next room that you enter, uh, you you kind of like oh actually no let's let's make this fun uh, make a make a Constitution saving throw everybody oh god oh god. <laughs> oh god that's not one of the ones I'm good at don't worry I'm good at it uh oh oh I said it in the wrong chat again for Pete's sakes I got a fourteen okay please forgive oh my god okay yeah like none of you do very well uh, who got the fourteen sorry. Snail got the 14 and okay. she put it in the wrong chat because she is Bobo the Clown. Uh, Instantly imagine Snailian with a Bobo the Clown face for literally no reason and then she shakes it off like, that was weird. 
It's fine. Uh, Snailion actually looks the least like Bilbo the Fool because uh, you you all enter this carriage and Snailion doesn't actually have such a bad time, but you are immediately like blinded by disco and there is a huge disco ball and there are like they, this is a ballroom this is made of balls there are it's there is a ball pit there is there meet me in the ball pit um yeah that's just wait every conceivable type there are giant pilates balls there's like a cascade of uh, bouncy balls that appears when you enter it's like this waterfall and in the center of the room astride this gigantic sphere in the middle of the ball pit underneath the disco ball is the most resplendent penguin you've ever seen he's quite big and he has an amazing afro and he is wearing a bright white outfit with long tassels and gold stars all over and he says darling looking straight at you shorts kid don't tell train dad who's train are you talking about the engineer oh you adorable oh and who are your friend oh dora dora darling you've got my invitation and he goes immediately over to dora and does the mwah, 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 that celebrities do is oh i hope you are having a fabulous time darling She's like, oh, yeah. a little bit like, this cat man and a snail and gary a cat and uh he he like tilts his star-shaped sunglasses to look over his beak at charlie is that and uh you larry you appear to be a musician after my own tastes how are you sir i am here which is about as much as we can say I see. Gosh, he's the life of the party, isn't he, darling? And he is leaning over to the shorts kid again. It's like hugging warm butter in a sock. Are you okay? You smell a little bit funky, darling. What have you been doing? I drank the forbidden sauce. Dora, darling, I have told so you to keep that drinking habit of yours under control. What do you mean? We've never met before. Oh, yes, you're right. We have never met before, but I am a big fan of yours, and I am concerned about your drinking habit, and there is a sort of awkward, like, eh, this wasn't supposed to go here. Snailian waves, like, the other penguins were really excited because I was an alien. You... I don't see what the big deal is, but you are... that makes you happy. Hi. Well, we. Yeah. Well, I tell you, my little penguins will have been all over you, darling, because we are from the moon. And he like does this amazing twirl, and there is an explosion of guess what? Confetti, as he says so. Snailian is both completely ecstatic and also definitely like tries to as sneakily as possible actually i'm going to try and do sleight of hand to see whether y'all see the fact that <laughs> petty stealing um plus one nope nope you, you are very obviously hoarding this confetti oh wait no that wasn't the that was an error oh 15 okay yeah you managed to sneak the the confetti in fact like people are kind of used to this by now so they're like they're not even bothering to look at you <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so she's like, what's it like on the moon? How's that gravity, though? Oh, it's it... less than... Is it less than here? Or is it, like, 
more than here. Why, I am light as a feather, and up there I'm even lighter. And he starts laughing at his own very bad joke. But he he does take a look at uh, at uh, Short's kid with a slight amount of concern. He's like, and uh, speaking of uh, lightweight, I think we ought to uh, go and get some medicinal calories into this young creature here. Okay, I do believe I hear the dinner bell. Let's go, darlings. And he leads a conga line to the door. Are you going to take part in the conga line, everybody? Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. Short's kid is still, like, physically attached to Larry because he is cozy at this point. Aw. Larry has an impression of this child in his chest. Larry does. (laughs) Larry slouches at the back in... What is not a semblance of the conga line, but maybe he occasionally t- like sticks his foot out in time with the music because he's a musician. <laughs> sure. Yay! <laughs> no one can see. You're at the back. It's fine. You're not outed by anybody. Okay. Finally. Oh my god! It's been an hour and a half. Uh. Okay. This this game may run for longer than three sessions. I'm guessing now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too happy to all be here. You are, you are. So you finally fast <laughs> about for an hour. Honestly, I was expecting this to happen for this particular session, so it's fine, it's alright. Um so yeah, you enter the cuisine kitchen and it is uh, lauded over by Cuisine Kit, who is a very lovely uh, CGI and cat who's uh, grey and white. And as Dora and her package walk through the door, you hear that <laughs> and Dora's saying <laughs> So apparently this has happened before because uh, Cuisine Kit just doesn't even twitch. Uh, like, she is completely aloof and is like, well, hello darlings, get over there and sit down. I'm gonna cook you up something special. Have a look at the menu. I promise there will be something on there that you will adore. And uh, there are lots of tables, but there's one uh, on the other side which has occupants. And one of them you don't recognise. One of them you do. And uh, are you going to sit at that table? Are you going to stay over here? Is the guy we recognise the professor guy? Um, I'm, I'm actually, hang on. I've, I've lost my notes. Hang on. Where am I? Uh, Take your time. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Oh my God. Sorry. I, I would have thought that was so obvious. No, you're I so was like, wait a second. Um, yes, the, the other person is Professor, uh, oh my God, it's so hard. Woodleg Don Vrake. I hate myself for calling him this. <laughs> Nailing it immediately. Silent images. Waves at person they don't know. Waves at professor guy. And also uh, silent images on the counter and waves at cat because they are polite. The cat appreciates this greatly and waves back with like a cute little paw. She's like, oh, you're adorable. She makes a little, ow, stop it. No, you're adorable little gesture before the (laughs) silent image poops. Um, interestingly, in the kitchen, uh, it isn't just Cuisine Kit. There are a number of the penguins who seem to like comprise the, the uh, kitchen staff as well as just being general roadies. And they are very tiny and they are walking around under plates. Immediately waving to each of them with a silent image. One she of, is dedicated one of them, to this bit. One of them tries to wave back and drops their plate. Oh, immediately, like... There's a look of horror, and then she poofs and is, like, silently trying to shrink back into Charlie's fur. Just like, 
I didn't do it, and I didn't mean to prompt it. Nobody can prove it if they can't see me. Charlie's just gonna reach up and kind of pat Snaily and on the back a little bit. He's like, "Hey, come on, let's let, let's clean it up," and goes over to try and help clean up the drop plate. Yeah, I'll help clean up. I didn't mean to. And they're like devastated. Oh. They just wanted to say hi. <laughs> the penguin is very very grateful, and uh, all, all of the other penguins are. So by doing this, Charlie and Snaylian, you have great, gained favor with the penguins, which may come in useful later. Mm. I will write that down. Okay. Um, yeah, so are y'all going to sit down and get your snack on? Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, Larry does not sit with uh, the other people because just because he recognizes a celebrity does not mean he's been invited to sit with them. Again, this is straightforward manners that people with common sense have. Larry, you're so So he's precious. going to sit down at a different table. Aw, that's, that's very kind of you. Um, yeah, are you going to sit with your buddy Larry, I'm assuming? Snailian definitely sits with Larry after the faux pas of making a penguin drop a plate. And also, Larry seems kind of lonely over there. Well, she can't just leave him by himself. Well, he's got Shorts Kid, who is still drunk. Yeah, but still... <laughs> Shorts kid unfurls a little bit uh, and then turns around so that they're just uh, sitting on this large noodle man's lap and they uh, sort of, with a practiced motion, uh, grab around at the table and pull uh, a menu. They flip it over, which is like the kid's menu, and uh, they immediately uh, just point at the mac and cheese and they're like, this one's the good one. It is. You're right. I mean, everything on this menu is good. Actually, yeah, what are you all eating? Snailian will have whatever whatever Shorts Kid is had it, having because they said with enough confidence that this is the good thing. They're like, okay, they're trying to blend in. Uh, Shorts Kid is, like I said, they ordered the mac cheese with the kitty chicken nuggets, which are cat-shaped chicken nuggets. Mm. And uh, it comes with a tall glass of something that is just basically completely sugar in a cup. It is bright orange. It doesn't smell like oranges. It smells like diabetes. Oh, boy. And they look very happy with their choice. <laughs> Snailian, your mac and cheese comes with confetti on it. <gasps> How did you know? They're like now over the moon. Their emotions are just like up and down with this car. The penguins give you a smile and, uh, you know, that lens flare that comes off of sunglasses. They do that. Definitely claps a little bit like, amazing. <laughs> Short kid offers Larry a nugget. A vegetarian. Oh no! <laughs> but there aren't any vegetables in this. <laughs> that was so good. I, I I think that earns an inspiration point. Honestly, that was so bad. I love it. <laughs> I can't tell who you were talking to. Uh, you, you, Shorts Kid gets an inspiration point. <laughs> They're doing their best. It was like. Oh. I 
just want to say, like, while everyone else would, seems to have gone and sat at their own table, Charlie probably would have gone to sit at the same table as, like, wherever Dora has chosen to sit. Because, like, okay, he seems to be following this other lot, like, around the rest of the train, but also celebrities gonna get in cosy with them, because you never know. And also because he absolutely has a crush on Dora. That's fair enough. It seems, it seems you're her. not... It seems you're not the only person because DJ Moves uh, has sort of wrangled her onto a table. So he was hoping to have a sort of one-on-one -on -one cozy little chat with this celebrity that he invited onto this train. And you come up and sit down. <laughs> and the dog, the dog is like beneath its breath, like snarling at you the whole time. But like you're, you're, you're in. You sat down. You made the power move. Um, so yeah, what are you eating? And then we'll get to Larry. Uh, Charlie will have ordered like fish and chips, like the sort. Like he's hoping for the sort of thing that you would just get from your local chippy, mm. which is like, which is kind of like more grease than fish. Oh, but lovely! That's the sort of stuff he loves. So. Nice. I had that last night actually. It was choice. Uh, we're gonna come back to Excellent. you in a second, uh, Larry. What are you eating? So he did just say he's a vegetarian, and then he ordered a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Shorts kid has still snuck one of their chicken nuggets onto his steak plate, so it's just like a steak with a small cat-shaped chicken nugget on top of it. <laughs> the perfect garnish. Oh boy! I will say, like whatever you've ordered, it's damn good like this is some good eating this cat knows what she is doing so yeah you have a really nice meal um charlie can you uh i i don't know what to make this it's either persuasion or performance but this is to see how well your conversation goes with these two um i don't mind either because i've got the same plus seven to both i'm gonna say it's gonna be uh, Charlie's probably gonna lean into like the performance of like coming, like sidling in here blatantly ignoring the dog and just going like hi, didn't get a proper chance to say hi before like hello before, I'm Charlie, also nice to meet you too like my name's not Cat, it's Charlie all of that sort of stuff Okay, go on and see how well it goes let's see how this happens 16, alright, that's not bad especially when you consider that you know, DJ Moves was a little cold on you to begin with because you're a cat and he's a bird uh, and you know, with the whole dog situation you somehow managed to claw your way past all of that and for that, both Dora and DJ Moves are kind of impressed so it's it's kind of like yeah, you actually managed to get along with them it's not like your best buds now but they're like Oh, you're okay. You're all right. So, Hurrah! There you go. Charlie will happily just chatter with them and kind of, like, talk about wherever. He has not heard of DJ Moves before, so... But he is also more interested in chatting with Dora. It's the sort of thing, like... Charlie will just chatter with the both of them about anything that pops into his head, so... That's fine. In fact, Dora seems to appreciate this because usually people are like just asking her about the movie and why isn't she in more movies? Whereas you're just talking about like anything that occurs to you. And while like, you know, she's kind of got the, the barrier up that celebrities have when they're talking to a complete stranger who's not a celebrity, she kind of like actually starts to soften towards the end and is kind of like, you know what? You are okay. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Okay. She she gives you a, a big smile, and you think like, 
That is the whitest smile I've ever seen. There's something been done to those teeth. But hey, you know, whatever. You you, you have that life. So. <clears throat> the dog still hates you, though. The dog still hates you. <laughs> you cannot convince the dog. You cannot I was not expecting to convince the dog. Charlie's just going to blatantly ignore it and not even feed it any of his chips. Okay. Um, as you reach the end of this meal, uh, you you some of you notice, perhaps not all of you, um, but the table which had the other two gentlemen at it uh, has been emptied and they have disappeared at some point during the meal. So uh, the professor and mystery guest have have left the cabin, and the only real you know new adventure to be had on this train is to head towards the lab, which is where the engineer had uh, asked you to meet him later on for like reviewing stuff and then to show you his precious engine so you gonna do that oh are you doing pudding like what are you having for dessert very uh, important very important i hold on i have i can't describe this in its purity uh property properly so i'm going to just put uh a photo uh into the thing that's fine just like hold hopefully i'll I be can't properly to describe the video uh, it's brown and chocolatey and gorgeous and probably not good for you and it's just it's cosmic brownies <laughs> it's just cosmic brownies okay <laughs> awesome cosmic brownies, which are like that. these tiny chocolate laden things covered mm. in like little multicolored chips yeah it's like eating chocolate and confetti and also not good for you and kids love them. <laughs> this is very good. It looks sickening. It it's does. Great. It's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Charlie, what are you having for dessert? Uh, mm. Charlie's just going to have like an ice cream sundae with a whole heap of chocolate syrup poured over the top. Ooh. And like, like you know, the sort of thing. Again, it's the sort of thing that you're more expecting a kid to order, but at the same time, it's like a massive serving. So there's no way a kid would be able to go through all this without being sick. Live your best life, Charlie. Uh, Snailian, what about you? So do you want a picture for all of the desserts or just that specific one? Because uh, Owl was describing it. I was just being silly. You can do whatever No, you, you don't want. have to post pictures, dude. <laughs> okay, because Snail Ant's going total moon pie. And yeah! she, like... <laughs> and, and the thing is, she, like, gets it, but, like, before she eats it, she, like, makes direct eye contact with DJ Moves and, like, tips the moon pie and, like, yeah, you and I, we get it. <laughs> He, 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 uh, like, uh, does a sort of cheers with his glass, which is full of something that is sort of galaxy-coloured. It's shimmery and shiny and navy blue and purple. It's awesome. She, like, stares at his drink and then, like, looks at, 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 at Short's kid and is like, I will have temperance just this once. Because <laughs> she doesn't know if it's alcoholic or not, so she's just going with, I can be the adult. That's very... Shorts kid says, you probably don't want to drink that. <laughs> Just, you know, not speaking from experience or anything that would make Train Dad mad at me, but um, <laughs> tastes good. Hurts the brain. Okay. A lot. 
And uh, finally, Larry, what are you up to with your your sugar intake? No, I'm good. You're good. Okay, the steak and the uh, the cat-shaped chicken nugger uh, were enough for you. That's fair enough. Stallion mm-hmm. offers the last bite of their moon pie, which is like a big deal. Like half of something <sighs> is fine, but like the ma- the last bite, and she's like, "You want the last bite so that you can have dessert, <clears throat> but still feel okay about whatever diet you're on." And and she's like looking longingly at it, but then looking at him intentionally, but then her eyes keep getting drawn back to it. But then she looks at him because she is being genuine in offering this. I would die for Snailian. (laughs) Good. Snailian would probably die for you first. No. (laughs) Okay, you can have it. No, but I'm offering it and they're like stretching it and, and like they're getting more and more toony about it because like it's so hard to resist because it's the last bite and it was like even better than normal moon pies because cat made it but they're but they're so earnest you can have it if you want it because i'm giving it to you I had brownies in my pocket, so, like, I could trade you. Larry takes a very long, deep sigh and takes the moon pie because he doesn't feel like convincing Zalian to take back their own goddamn dessert. (laughs) World's biggest goopy smile. (laughs) Like, like, it's so hard to resist, but when it's, like, actually in their hands, they're like... I did nice thing, and they like it. Keep in mind, he hasn't yet eaten it. They're just, they just immediately attribute, he likes it. And she, like, hops off and then, and then just starts, like, snottling off, snail waddling off. And, and is like... Snottling. <laughs> I love that word. That's I've so not good. been making... I have not been making enough of those jokes, and for that I apologize. I will fix that in future sessions. No, it's fine. I think that combined. You apologize. Yeah, that combined with your altruism uh, earns you an inspiration point. <laughs> so enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will take full advantage of this. Oh boy, you're not going to use Larry it this puts game. Puts the final bite in his pocket because. Uh, he's full right now, but sure, maybe he'll eat it later. It makes me so happy that he, like, actually just wasn't hungry for dessert. But then everyone's like, you gotta. Uh, Shortskin looks at the, uh, Snailian and then says, you want a pocket brownie? Snailian, I would love a pocket brownie. Shorts kid just immediately is like, all right, I'll hook you up. And like digs around in their pocket and there's a slightly (laughs) linty pocket brownie, but it's like half of uh, Snailian's like bodily size and they just hand it over. Snailian looks at it and is like, wait a minute, am I going to have to pay for this? Because I got no money. It's on Train Dad's tab. And if it isn't, I don't know. 
I am a kid, which makes everything I do legal. Oh no. She like, she like, duffs it into her helmet and then very goopily hugs Shorts Kid. But Shorts Kid hugs back and the goo is reciprocated. Oh boy. Okay, are we moving so on to the next carriage or is there anything else? Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. That was that was beautiful. Um before you enter the next carriage, um in in this gap between the carriages, the cars, and uh, you see the the sun starting to hit the horizon. It's really beautiful. It's golden hour. Um you as you are hesitating looking at this beautiful scene, uh um, thanks to the uh, the bubbling effect which mutes all the sounds outside of the train you can hear a muffled conversation happening in the next car what do you do? listen in Shortskid just wants to go inside but they're at the back of the party right now because they uh, stopped to say hello to cooking kit because they know cooking kit and they were just like food was really good I'm not drunk anymore. Thank you so much. And like all that other stuff. But now they're just like, I want to go in the next room. And they're like really antsy and impatient. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Charlie's going to try and listen in. Shorts Kid, you're at the back. But I mean, you could try and like fight your way to the front. How about you other two, Snailian and Larry? What would you do? Snailian isn't particularly suspicious. So she's like going to let Charlie, she's not going to open the door and ruin Charlie's good gag of listening in, but, but she's not like intentionally listening in herself, which may not be the smartest thing, but eh, she's a, she's a trusting little, little lad. Aww. Larry, what's your move? Well, it sounds like they're busy in there. I guess we should go back to our rooms. He turns around. <laughs> Shorts Kid is still standing behind him and uh, is just like, I want to go in the forbidden room. <laughs> it's not forbidden. You've been invited. Actually, this, this works great because, Larry, you turn around and basically collide with Shorts Kid. So you effectively stop each other while Charlie is listening and Snailian is just kind of like, and you do accidentally overhear a conversation. And you hear something along these lines. Yes, I have double-checked. None of the passengers are a match, even if he was wearing a disguised kettle. Illusion of some sort. He could not fool this test. And the bubble effect were had taken down. Any illusions he could have cast on himself anyway. Oh, but the boss man isn't going to be happy about it. Indeed, per perhaps... Perhaps this is the proof he needed to be putting his mind at rest, finally. Oh, I'm sorry, I know. Perhaps you were also hoping he was still... <laughs> Perhaps I was, yes. But I have had a year, a whole year, to process my own sadness. Whereas he, you know, he did not even attend the funeral. People thought it was because he did not like the land, but uh, deep down, I... I think this denial of his his refusal to give up believing that he is still alive, well, it was always an expression of his grief. And after that, there is silence. Charlie's just going to walk in and go, so who are you talking about? <laughs> you you completely shatter this moment. And the moment that you walk in on them both, you see the engineer 
and he has his hand on Professor Woodlick's shoulder, and you can clearly see like he was consoling him, and they break apart like and like uh, oh hello, uh, yes I did invite you here. That's true, I had not quite forgotten about that. Hello, how are you doing? And uh, he greets you all in, and the professor is sort of cleaning his glasses on his uh, his vest after retrieving them from the ceiling. Snaily in from the door, <laughs> not knowing what Charlie's talking about. Hi. Uh, hello. Uh, yes, that's that's marvelous. It's lovely to see. And uh, yeah, the the professor bows and greets you all and says, "Oh, yes. Hello. Welcome to my modest laboratory. I am somewhere between Scottish and Austrian. Holy shit! Why are these accents so difficult? And I have them both talking to each other." So, you Scotstrian. put this onto yourself I did. by choosing these characters. I did, and I apologize. But you're doing so good, Mon. I apologize to everyone from Austria, Germany, wherever this accent is supposed to be from, and like, uh, and Scotland, obviously, eternally. I am sorry, but I'm trying my best. I swear. <sighs> and from uh, Buckderg. So yes, uh, actually, when you come into this uh, laboratory. It's a it's a really fantastic looking place, and um, this this professor is particularly famous, as you will know, for his special fields of color, lights, and music. He knows everything about these subjects. He knows everything about everything, but like these are the things he's the most famous for. And fittingly, his laboratory is just beautiful. It's prismatic. There's instruments all over the place. There's music playing, which is really odd music. Uh, Larry, because of your musical. Uh, knowledge and perhaps you Charlie because you are a bard you realize that this music is in four six time this is very odd um and he has this enormous machine that he's standing next to which looks like a hybrid between an upright piano and a stop organ type thing but it also has uh like little flashing bulbs all over it and uh, a sort of electric audio readout and uh, he says, yes, yes, I welcome, welcome to my four and six lab. Ha <laughs> You'll see, this, 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 this is the uh, hub of this train of science. And uh, I am conducting a little experiment. And thank you, thank you very much for obliging me with your samples. And uh, I have finished analyzing the data. Uh, would you like to see it? Is that yeah, the sure. stuff you took from our mouth? I'm eight. <laughs> Ah, yes, you are correct. This is what we took, your DNA, that is definitive nomenclature of animation. Uh, this is a sample, oh, this is something I have been researching for the past year, more than that, actually. Uh, this is to find out what your chromatic scale is. You see, every cartoon is inherently alive with vibration. And uh, he hits a little bell to demonstrate, you know, ding. But you are also made of light. And he turns on a bulb. And when you combine a cartoon's unique signature of sound and light, you have their chromatic scale. And uh, this, this can be used to identify people they are related to. Uh, and I am hoping that one day it will be able to be used in solving, well, for example, a crime. If, if someone committed the crime and you could take an ink sample from the cartoon that you suspected and match it to some data from the site of the crime, then you would be able to support his accusation in court. It is, is a great advance in Toonkind technology and science. Snail's, Snail Ant's hands shoots up. 
Yes, yes. Uh, what can I do to you? Would it have been better to take goop from my helmet? Because I didn't think of it at the time because you said use my mouth, but the goop from my helmet is also me. Ah, this is would true. Would it have this been better? True. No, I, 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 I would be very interested in comparing the results uh, between the two samples. Perhaps we can run another diagnostic afterwards. And he looks really happy about this, that you're so into this. Okay, and she like starts immediately pushing her helmet off, and of course, only when it's comedic, it's it it's stuck. So she's like just silently trying to like immediately give him the sample because because she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm gonna say like the 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 engineer sees this and wants to help you so he's gonna do a strength check to try and get this off you oh he fails <laughs> he fails it adds to the gag so you've got oh. this incredibly burly engineer trying to help you get this helmet off and it's just not coming off and it's like oh you you carry on uh, did you not take some samples from the others perhaps you can talk about that for a while and he's like trying to lever it off Oh, I will, I'll note that um, the moment that um, it got mentioned that, oh, yeah, they can probably use these to help solve crimes and everything, Charlie, the, all the colour would just immediately have drained out of Charlie's face. <laughs> because it's like, ah, uh, oh, no, they have this on record now. Uh, uh, uh. So what else were you going to use these things for, Doc? Uh, the professor is completely clueless about this. He's such an innocent. Uh, he, he turns to you and says, oh, well, the... the... The implications that you could uh, use this for are quite endless. I, I have yet to think of the possibilities. I was working on making sure that the system works. At present, we are taking a tour of the whole of Inkwell, thanks to this wonderful train, uh, which has the financial support of a mutual friend of ours. And he nods at the engineer, who is still struggling with this helmet and is turning a funny sort of purple color. And uh, he says, and uh, we are hoping that he it might uh, reveal some truths about these strange events that are happening across our beloved Inkwell. Lefty Lucy! It gets stuck like this sometimes! <laughs> it's okay, we're just- I'm just gonna keep pushing for a while! I'm okay, keep talking, keep talking! Well, uh, You're turning it to the right! To open stuff, you gotta turn it to the left! In the meantime, uh, he says pointedly, uh, would you like to see what your chromatic scale is? Or perhaps you would prefer this data to remain personal? I completely understand. I'll look at the... the... the chrome... Chromatic scale. Chromatic scale. I'll look at the... thing that you said. I'll look at it. <laughs> Okay, and he looks, he rubs his hands and pulls a bunch of things. And I'd, I, I wish I could have found the link to this object, but this, this kind of crazy cartoon organ that is made of sound effects, it, it exists and it's a marvelous thing. Um, but he does all this, and uh, your your data goes, comes out on a piece of paper, and it's interesting because it's come out on a piece of paper, but it's moving. It's like a color sound wave, and you can see it on this piece of paper on a graph. And uh, basically, it says that yours, uh, Shorts Kid, is polyxylophonic. So it is made of polygons, and uh, you described your tune's uh, sound self as probably being a bit like a xylophone. So your signature, your chromatic scale for Shorts Kid is polyxylophonic. And he hands it over and says, you can keep this. This is, uh, this is you. This is your little makeup. It is, it is a unique thing. It is very special. 
uh, Schwartz kid's eyes just like sparkle, and then they immediately run over <laughs> to the engineer, and they're like, "Look, science!" Uh, while you like you hand this thing to him, he is like kind of so surprised that his arms jerk upwards, and at this point. The, the helmet goes flying off and goes pinging around the room. So, uh, Snailian, you you are now free from your helmet. Your snailmet. <laughs> My helmet went that way! My helmet... Should we use the other one for the thing so that you can do the thing in the prove? And they're like, they're, their little nubbins are like doing the pointing everywhere stuff after they pointed where the helmet had trundled off to. Oh, well, it's it's okay. I have your data here. We will do another analysis later on. Uh, it does take a little while for me to run these experiments, but thank you very much for adding to this data. More data is always good in science. Do you want to get the sample before we do the thing? Because it's like, it's it's really hard to get the helmet off sometimes. So like... You, you actually see the engineer who's retrieved your helmet and is taking a sample from it. He's like, all right, I've got it, darling. Okay, okay. Um, while I'm putting the helmet back on, it's normally less funny putting it back on, but we're going to see. Go ahead and, and and do the thing. And they, like, fit their um, rabbit ear-like appendages uh, <laughs> through, through the little holes and start, like, pushing back down on it. Yep, you, you get back in there. And uh, while you're doing, the machine makes its... And... Uh... A piece of paper comes out, and uh, yours uh, is similarly, it's a sound wave on a piece of paper that moves. Uh, but yours is completely black and white. It is in different shades, but it's, you know, it's, it's got quite a spectrum of grayscale to it. And yours comes out saying that it is mono upbeat. Ooh, yours what's that mean? Your, your sound line, like, seems to bump up and down, like it's a, it's a double bounce walk cycle. It has that kind of rhythm to it. And uh, the professor says, oh, well, this is very marvellous. The monochromatic scales are unique and uh, they seem to be the most archaic of the lines in Inkwell. It is very interesting to accumulate more monochromatic data. So thank you very much. I will be very glad of this. Upbeat just, uh, well, it, it seems to be what your personality is like. The, the sound of the soul, if you understand. Um, would you two like to see yours as well? Jolie you should has... do it. It's yeah. cool. And there's like a sparkle emoji in, in her eyes as she says, it's cool. <laughs> uh, Jolly admittedly was very hesitant at first because he doesn't like the idea of like there being outright data on him. But at the same time, seeing these other two uh, sheets and everything, that he figures, hey, that's really, really cool. I want to see what I look like. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, uh, sorry, Larry, you'll have to wait again. Oh, the, the curse of the straight man is always being the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> but it always comes at the end. The punchline always comes at the end. Okay, so he repeats the process, and Charlie, yours comes out. Yours is uh, very zingy. Uh, it's quite bright, and uh, it almost seems like a little bit painterly. Um, so yours comes out saying that it is techni freeform, because you are technical and uh, extremely sort of freeform jazz. Uh, you've, you've described yours as kind of a percussion character. So yeah, it's got a sort of, you know, if you could hear the sound wave, you think it would sound like a really cool jazz drum fill. Yeah. <laughs> 
So he hands this over to you and he says, ah, yes, this is this is one of my favorite chromatic colors. You'll see it's, it's very lively and uh, oh, just, this is an excellent sample. Thank you very much for sharing it with us. Not a problem, mate. Snailing is like definitely uh, uh, leaning over Charlie's shoulder and like looking at it like, hmm. Not as cool as mine, apparently. <laughs> but like patting him consolingly and saying, but it's still cool. And uh, yes, the professor is looking at Larry expectantly, hopefully. Don't need it. And he does a dramatic chord on his banjo. I already know the music of my soul. Isn't it cool to like certify it, though? I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'm not your dad again but strikes another dramatic chord i'm co i'm covered i already play what is in my heart the the professor holds up a piece of paper and you know listens to the chord you made and is like you know you are correct you are quite on right yes yes you you do know the color of your soul and he tears up the piece of paper because you just played it <laughs> snail is like completely eyes emoji they can't believe this that's so cool can i play it and they're like immediately nubbins out for, to the banjo <coughs> maybe later so Snail, drooping before this okay. jam out session gets any further the engineer uh t takes out a, what looks like it should be like a pocket watch but it's like a stopwatch with a digital display and he's clicked one of the buttons on it and he's sort of making a <clears throat> and the professor said, oh, yes, of course, uh, we are on this schedule of this sort. <laughs> and laughs in a sort of, I'm not supposed to have laughed or told anybody that. And the engineer kind of looks at him, which is incredible because he has no eyes, but you kind of get the mm -hmm sort of feeling from that. Um, but the engineer takes over and is like, oh, well, it's true. I have to resume my duties as the engineer. I cannot be away from the engine for any amount of time. Otherwise, I would uh, not be doing my job. <laughs> but if you would like to accompany me, I can show you it for a wee while. Yes. Shorts Kid is immediately in on this and just like uh, straight up is like, Hell yeah, time with train dad. This is what they've been waiting for this whole time. And they immediately like spring up and they're like trying to just like leap majestically and then like just like tackle hug this man. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna make a deck saving throw for that. Hang on, let me see what my deck save is. Because uh, I have to do things on this piece of paper. Where the hell is that? Okay, it's just a plus three. No, completely failed. Definitely not on purpose. The engineer is clamped and you have landed on him. <laughs> he says, oh no, what a shame. Uh, never mind. We'll have to go as is. And starts to walk off to the other carriage with his new cape. <laughs> Look, I'm wearing the outfit that I got the last time we were at the thing that you don't want to talk about because of the knives. I, I remember last. Are we all setting off? Charlie has always, always, always wanted to drive a train. He has always wanted to drive a train. He is just about as excited as Hack as Pat as Shorts Kid. Snailian has like gooped up Shorts Kid back and is now resting on 
on their head because it's a tradition at this point. And it's like, yeah. Larry? Excellent. How are you doing, Larry? I'm good here. He he thinks this, this car is pretty cool. He'd rather hang out here, honestly. Oh, but I do insist, and uh, you get a very forcible, like, amazingly strong for how small it is hand on your wrist, and you are pulled along. Uh, are you going to try and contest this? Yes. Okay, this will... Because this seems weird. This will mess with everything if you succeed, I will say. But never mind, carry on! (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, you don't have to worry. He doesn't have any knives right now. 13. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna, like, roll to see. You're being very fair, Mod. Oh, thank you, gods of the dice. Okay, so the engineer, the engineer wins, uh, and you are pulled along. Like you managed to, obviously, physically make a protest. Like it's a bit slower than he usually walks, but my goodness, this little creature is determined. Wow! And uh, so you leave the professor, who waves happily, seeing you go off, and uh, you enter the next carriage. Oh my goodness! This carriage is lovely. This carriage is so nice. This is the conservatory, and it's so relaxing in here. The The windows are from the floor to the ceiling, so you can see this beautiful sunset, and it's all shades of purple and orange and gold, like, stretching out forever. You are currently heading uh, over to the lands of UPA, and it's just this beautiful Warner landscape, and it's just flat and golden and beautiful. Uh, but inside it's just as beautiful because this is a garden. There's like rock pools, there's a little waterfall and a little bridge that goes over it. There's one of those little uh, bamboo things that goes clonk every now and again. It's completely quiet in here. So this is the quiet carriage. So if you're having a panic attack, this is where you go. And it's lovely. And you've noticed some of these before, but this is the first time you like actually walk in and you have a proper look at it. There's a part of one of these spaghetti-type tubes hanging down in the middle of the room. It actually lands in the middle of that bridge. And he points it out as you're walking towards it. He says, oh yeah, I, I don't suppose you've any of you've had an opportunity to try out transportation tubes. I didn't feel the need to warn any of you about it because you're all, uh, you're all tune kind. But uh, you kind of use them if you're not tune kind or Muppet Barnets. Uh, well, it's inadvisable, shall we say. Uh, and you can imagine that travelling via straw, if you're not bounceable, squashable, or made of fluff, probably wouldn't be such a great idea. Please note, as soon as they got into the garden, uh, Snailian got, like, Steven universe and went, here in the garden, <laughs> let's play a game. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, shake it off, like, what was that? I'm sorry, they're pink. I had to. Fair enough. Well, technically they're black and white, but they would be pink if they were colorized. Grayscale pink. Okay. How how do you guys feel about this lovely, relaxing garden place? Short kid really wants to see the engine of the train. Fair enough. They're just like, yeah, it's nice in here. Why do we get to see the cool thing? It's really pretty and all, but no. What Charlie wants to drive the train. Charlie really wants to drive the train. <laughs> Snailian's gonna make another sleight of hand because she is definitely going to try and eat a leaf off of something. 
do it. But she also doesn't want to get yelled at. Oh. Nah, you, you, you totally chomp one of these, uh, these things. And when you do, uh, you hear, Hey, I don't think that's very nice, do you? Staley in immediate mouth still full of leaf. Waves? <laughs> and uh, out from behind this piece of foliage uh, comes a man whose outline was almost like exactly the same. Uh, and I kind of want to get to him, but Larry, really, what do you feel about this place? Because I don't want to walk over you. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, that's a summary of the place. Um, so the person who has just stepped out from behind this foliage, whose Homburg hat outline uh, matches this plant exactly, is a UPAian, uh, like the most UPAian guy you've ever seen. He is completely blue with a white outline, and uh, it really is just an outline. And from it, you can tell he's wearing a Homburg hat and a nice dapper little jacket, pencil-lined skirt and cute little kitten heels. Um, but you haven't met this person before, uh, which is a bit like, you know, the other people, the other celebrities you've met are celebrities, like capital letters all the way through that word. This guy, like, you, you don't recognize. And he uh, tips his hat, which actually kind of just like becomes a pool of that color on his hand with the outline having transferred. And he's got a big shiny white eye, but the uh, pupil is just the same color blue. And he says, "Why, well, hi there, I am Victor Tim. It's lovely to meet you. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And he's going around shaking all of your hands. Uh, and uh, yeah, the engineer sort of says, oh, hello, Tim. Yes, it's very nice to see you. We're on the way to the engine, so if we can just... But I haven't had the opportunity to say howdy. How are you? How are you? How are you? And he's going around like shaking all your hands again in sequence. Stalian shakes his hand both times, but like choose faster. <laughs> like <laughs> she's she's not good at letting this go. <laughs> it's a good leaf, okay? She can she can enjoy confetti and leaf. She has multitudes. <laughs> I am a fully realized character. <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> boy okay um actually larry i feel like you would like immediately not like this guy um but how, how do you feel about having your hand shaken without permission uh yeah he is not entirely a fan but hey everyone in this train seems pretty rude so whatever <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Charlie, first impressions? Um, yeah, Charlie, Charlie's just kind of like, he's met, um, he, he's met people from UPA before, and, like, he's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is what he likes, and he absolutely loves them, because they're general, like, they're so, like, they tend to be very cheerful and very scattered, and Charlie is like, yes, I have found other people like me, so he's absolutely happy to just, like, have his hand shaken, like, over and over again, and he's probably... You know what Charlie would do? He would get in on the nonsense. So, like, while while this guy is like shaking everyone else's hands, Charlie is also joining in with shaking everyone's hands, even though he's been traveling on the train with these guys for a while already. 
<laughs> you like end up doing a double handshake, like his right hand is shaking your left hand and your like, vice versa, which is a bit difficult, like because every time you look at this guy, you are just seeing the side of him, no matter where you're standing. Like you assume he's got two eyes, but you really just cannot. It's like a sprite illusion thing. Um, but he seems really happy that you're happy. Like, I just, oh, how lovely to make a like-minded chat at yourself. This is marvelous. I am the, uh, well, what would you call me but a linesman? I look after the deadlines, I look after the top lines, and I avoid the bottom lines. Uh, I have been looking after the finances for this project for quite a while, haven't I, Mr. Engineer? And the engineer looks like kind of a bit tired. As I, oh, I, yes, yes, we are all friends of Mr. Victor Tim over here. Yes, as is our key sponsor, who will be uh, expecting us to keep on time. So, like, and he's looking at the stopwatch again. Interestingly, every time you look at the stopwatch, it's only ever counting down. Only ever counting down. And uh, so Victor sort of says, oh, yes, 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 that's... Yes, it's understandable, but I just wanted to, you know, get to know our fantastic golden ticket winners. How are you enjoying the trip so far? It sure is something. Isn't it, though? Isn't it something? And uh, he, he's, like, hoping that you're going to say something wonderful. <laughs> this place this place is certainly spanky, and I love it so far. Oh, that's great to hear, that's great to hear. I like to hear that my investments are paying dividends. Oh, and I can tell you some stories about some that didn't. Ha! And he slaps his knee and laughs and is like, I probably shouldn't have told you that. But anyway, how about you, Luans? How are you finding it? Why was to eat the leaf? Oh, I understand, I understand. Like you put some green stuff in front of me and I can't keep my hands off it. <laughs> you know, green stuff like dollar bills. Anyway, uh, how about you, little little uh, fella? Yeah? I like it, by the way. <laughs> oh, I good. just, why was it? Because leaf. Ah. I eat them. Oh, I would I uh, would advise you don't eat all the plants. You gotta... Gotta share them out to the rest of the folks. I can tell you how much that leaf cost, in fact. <laughs> and he looks at you with a slightly sort of, I know how much that leaf costs, seriously. <laughs> Since I already bit it, can I finish it? Eh, why not? <laughs> and she, like, immediately grabs the leaf before he can change his mind and stuffs it into her mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, shorts kid. No, it's okay. I was bleeding because I fucking love Snailian. Uh. <laughs> but uh, Shorts Kid is still attached to the engineer and has just been looking at uh, Mr. Tim this whole time. And for some reason, they don't like him. <laughs> like, this kid likes everyone. This this kid fucking liked Larry when they, before he was like chill and just carrying them around the train and then he frigging like the engineer who at one point did something with knives so like it says a lot that this child does not like this man like in the slightest and is just like uh leaning forward a little bit and uh they like look out of the corner of their eye at uh the engineer and uh, they look back at the man and then they kind of shuffle so they're a little bit behind his head oh uh, the engineer seems to understand this entirely. He's like, well, I suppose it's been a lovely uh, meeting you. Yes, okay. But we really must be moving on. And uh, he 
strides as long as his very tiny legs allow. So uh, he's propelling you all towards the engine if any of you have any op uh, objections to this. Now is the time to raise them. <laughs> is Tim with us? Uh, no, he doesn't seem to be wanting to go with you. He actually goes and sits on one of the uh, chaise longs which are scattered around this carriage and it's like, it's so relaxing. Like, you completely understand why he wouldn't want to leave. He's like, okay, see you around, kids. Bye. Stanley in silent images one of herself onto him and then waves by because she recognizes that she was a little bit rude in eating his one leaf from his plant which was apparently very expensive so she's giving him the dignity of being waved goodbye okay uh now that shorts kid like uh when they changed cars and like the door shuts behind them after that uh shorts kid just immediately to the engineer goes that guy weirds me out oh you are not alone there yeah. he's weird right a little bit little like bit. we don't have to talk to him again right oh i don't expect so and uh larry what are you going to say Yeah, he seems like a tool. <laughs> the engineer actually like snort laughs at this and like gives what you a pat. What's he building? <laughs> like Larry, for the first time, you've like actually earned the engineer's like approval. So he totally gets that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's he building? Building? Oh, I'm sure we'll learn eventually. All right, that's fair. Mm. Train, 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 uh, train, train. Yeah, I'm train, guessing Charlie wants train. to be on this train engine as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he is not paying attention to anything that's been going on. He just wants to drive this train, or at least get to pull the like like um pull the thing for the whistle. Oh, he's unlikely to be allowed to drive it, but the whistle we may arrange. So you exit this final <laughs> carriage, and uh, it really is the final carriage because you suddenly go whoop out of the bubble, and you are outside of your magical restriction bubble for a second because uh, what he has to do, the engineer takes this uh, strange looking key out of his pocket and uh, you are standing directly behind this giant gumball. Uh, this is the fuel caddy and he puts it in and you know how like on a gumball machine it has like that little turny bit and mm -hmm. then the thing comes out. It looks like that and he turns it. But instead of like a gumball coming out, the entire bottom of this thing goes and opens up slightly so there's a like a channel through the underneath of this gumball and you can look straight up at this clear sphere that's full of what looks to be like uh pop rocks and probably raw sugar cane you think there might be some other stuff in there but like it's sugar it's sugar and uh again like when you saw the penguins loading up the cargo onto the train you saw a couple of them uh pouring this fuel into the top of this uh this gumball and you walk underneath it, and uh, as soon as you've gone through it, he turns around and does the key thing again, so it shuts. So it is basically, like, sealed off. Like, uh, the engine is normally off-limits to passengers. You realise that with great clarity. Uh, and as you enter the engine room, that bubble sort of goes, whoop, again. And uh, you, you are now inside this glorious 
thing and uh yeah it's it's every train driver's dream and it does smell delicious in here because uh every now and again there's a great clattering as this fuel comes from the gumball into the engine and you can hear the great thumping pistons like pushing out these cotton candy clouds and you can somehow you can see like all around out of this train despite outside looking just like a big metal cylinder it, it must be like a mirror, like a two-way mirror, because you can see out of these uh, cylindrical-shaped windows all the way down the chamber and out of the front at this amazing sunset. And it is so romantic. And the engineer just takes a deep sigh. He's like, oh, she's a beauty. So is it, about to ex- is it about to explode or what? <laughs> oh, no. Not this one, no. She's like, as I said, not my usual. And I have to look after this one, otherwise I would be out of pocket for quite a while. And he taps the uh, You the did blow up the last train. Yes, I did. <laughs> but it was fun. I love I love that, like, Larry just, like, absolutely nailed it and no one questioned it. <laughs> yeah. He's a straight man. Yep. <laughs> Ali is immediately going to kind of, like, dash forward, just looking at all the cool bits and bobs and, like, wants to touch wants to touch is uh, like reaching out to do so yeah the engineer like immediately goes after you and he's like well, uh, uh, keep your hands to yourself i am still the engineer here oh and this is these are my my train engineer assistants and there are two owls in here who wave abstractedly who are like actually kind of running the train while the engineer had been off on his little tour of the rest of it and uh, I want you all to make like an intelligence check. I'm gonna say, yeah. Oh, this is gonna suck. Oh dear. You're a wizard. What? Your intelligence is supposed to be good. It's not. Oh <laughs> no, no, that's Charlie. Right for Charlie. Okay. A three is about right for Charlie. <laughs> three eight. <laughs> this is brilliant. Short kid is eight. This is so good. <laughs> A nine and a fifteen. Oh, wow. okay. So uh, that was like the fifteen was Snailian. This is actually that works perfectly. Okay, so the engineer goes off on one. He he basically spontaneously just starts a lecture on how this engine works and giving you a tour of all the bits and bobs and how it works. None of you understand a goddamn thing apart from Snailian. Snailian like is an alien and works with space technology and like this is all like completely understandable basically uh if anything like it's a little beneath what uh snailian culture is able to do um but yeah the the engineer has a beneath is a very strong word okay okay it's like expected though you like you you get it yes 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 yes. she's she's not looking down on them in her mental standpoint she totally understands cultures change at different points and they're doing very, very well. She's not looking down at them. <laughs> she might be looking down at them a little bit. Little bit. Just a little bit. Which is hilarious, considering how short she is. Um, but, yeah. You you have she this... She rides on people. Yeah. She likes to feel tall. You have this spontaneous lecture uh, bestowed upon you, and it lasts for a while. Like, there's a lot going on in this engine, and he's so happy. Like, you kind of don't want to interrupt, because, it, you know, when someone is talking about their favorite thing in the world... Like, that's what he's doing. Like, the engineer is, like, the happiest you've seen him this entire time. And he's really, really pleased about it. Um, and... So the train mm-hmm. runs on candy. I, that that's is so the basics. cool. 
this is the cutest thing ever, but Charlie's got like a little like daydreaming bubble above his head <laughs> and he's just imagining himself driving a train, like a little cartoony, almost crayon type drawing of him driving the train and completely not listening to anything that's being said. The engineer actually turns around and notices your thought bubble and uh, pokes it with his finger and says, uh, would you like to blow the whistle, laddie? Absolutely. <laughs> all right, go and knock yourself out. It's this level right here. And he gives you like permission to pull the whistle chain. Charlie is just going to go nuts on the whistle chain. He's going <laughs> to be pulling it like really long, really hard. And like every, with only like 0. 0.2 of a second in between each whistle. So I hope none of you value your hearing. <laughs> yeah, it's loud. It's really loud, especially because you're inside the engine. And yeah, it lets out this kind of joyful scream of a whistle. And you can sort of, you can imagine it rolling out across this desolate plain for miles and miles. And it's all really rather fun. And the engineer just like heartily approves of your enthusiasm for this. However, on the third blast, it's interrupted by a not so joyful sort of buzzing sound on the intercom. And you realise this is the panel that the engineer had been talking to you before. Um, and there are these emergency contact panels in every single carriage. And his joy sort of, you can see it, sort of wash off him. He's like, ooh, that's strange. Uh, ha hold on a second, everybody. I've just got to answer this. Hello? Yes? What can I do for you? And uh, he's he's put, like, uh, a speaker phone to his ear. But you can probably slightly over here what's going on and uh, on the screen on the opposite you can see it is cuisine kit who looks like she's already black and gray i mean black and gray white and gray uh she's even paler than she usually is and she says um well i don't want to uh spoil the party but uh, i'm afraid there's been a and you hear something very quiet and he says the engineer that is says going to leave it because I can't think of a better way to end the episode and that has destroyed my vocal cords and yeah that's the end of episode one of the Tavi train cross continental <laughs> light and I love it hooray oh I'm so hey. glad we actually got to the murder otherwise I would have been in real trouble <laughs> <laughs> But we did it, and with like four minutes to spare. Oh boy! Yeah, we I truly cannot believe it. The train, the yeah. <coughs> engineer <coughs> goes on. There's a murder. There's a murder. Murder coming. No one, not me. That's for sure. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna run these games for like two or two and a half hours. We'll see what feels natural. Uh, on the basis of how long this one took, it may well take more than the anticipated two more episodes. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I think we just have to play it by ear, but I'm hoping to run these every two weeks. So if if that works for people, just let me know if we need to reorganize. I can do that. So. All right. All right. There's a lot of murders on Train Dad's train. Yeah, it's an occupational hazard, really. Um, yeah, but thank you so much oh. for playing. I hope you all had a good time. I love all of your characters. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. everyone was an absolute delight in this. I love all of your characters. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to stop oh. recording. So uh, let's uh, wrap it up, folks. Yay!
Yay! Good game. Good game. Good.